Welcome everyone to our Tanya Chabura, Shalom Aleichem. Be'ezer Hashem Naseven Atzliach, we're going to learn together Tanya. We're going to be starting with the second part, as I mentioned, the second part of Tanya of called Shar Hayichud Ve'amuna. So just first of all, a couple of words of introduction that we should understand what Tanya is all about. So the Hasidic movement was started by the Holy Baal Shem Tev. And the idea of the Baal Shem Tev was to arouse the Jewish people from the slumber. That's why it says, you know, it's brought in the holy books that if a person is fainting, if a person faints, one of the is one of the ways to wake them up from their slumber is to whisper into their ear, to whisper into their ear their name, their Hebrew name. And the Jewish people who were in a state of slumbering, Hashem whispered into our ear the name of Yisrael, Baal Shem Tev. By sending the Baal Shem Tev soul into the world, that's how Hashem whispered our name into our ear. And so what Hasidus was in the end of the 1700s and the 1800s, Hasidus was a Renaissance movement for the Jewish people that completely overtook Europe within just a couple of years, completely overtook everything that was going on in Europe. But mainly from the Baal Shem Tev and his student, the Magad Mizrich, and those after, it was usually a very oral tradition. It was a movement that was very much based on word of mouth. And even the Hasidic books that were written afterwards, most of the Hasidic works are essentially ideas are essentially ideas from every time, every Parsha, there would be another Parsha, they would say another idea, but there was no systematic explanation of what Hasidus is all about. And that's what Tanya is. Tanya is, the book of Tanya is supposed to be the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev and the Magad Mizrich, the teachings of Hasidus, but in a very systematic way step by step and explaining all the things in a very systematic way. Now, it's interesting that Tanya has in it really four parts. The first part of Tanya is called Sefer Shel Beninim, the book of the intermediate man. And the second part of Tanya, which we're going to be learning, is called Shar Hayichud Ve'amuna, the gate to unity and faith. And what's fascinating is that the Alter Rebbe really had in mind to start Tanya with this second part. That originally was going to be the way that he was going to do Tanya, what is he was going to start with the second part, with Shari Chodvemuna, and then he was going to move on to the first part of Sefer Shalbeninim. Why? What's the reason? So if we're to look for really what the whole purpose of Tanya is, and what the whole theme of Tanya is, you could really summarize... Everything that's being said in this book with the words, V'yadata hayoim v'ashevosa elevavecha. That's really the yesoi, that's the root, that's the foundation of what Tanya is, the method of Tanya, the idea of Tanya are those words, V'yadata hayom, we say them in Aleinu. It's a postic from Parshas Vaschanan and Dvarim. V'yadata hayom v'ashevosa elevavecha. You should know today, you should know about God, and then you should bring it into your heart. The ideas that you know about God, you should bring into your heart. And that really the first part of Tanya is the handbook, is the manual 
of how to actually go about serving Hashem, the Vashavaisal of Avecha, how to actually internalize it, how to make it part of you, how to go about actually serving Hashem in such a way that will be in the way of Hasidus, that will bring more vitality and more chayas and more warmth, etc. That's what Hasidus is. But Shar Hayichud, the second part of Tanya, is the Vyadata Hayom. Because to understand, to be able to meditate on God, which of course that's why this movement is called Chabad. The, the, the Alter Rebbe, when he wrote Tanya, he wrote this book in a way that he called it as Chabad. What's the idea of Chabad? The idea of Chabad is that by understanding ideas about Hashem as much as possible, by allowing your mind, your consciousness to dwell on ideas about Hashem, that's going to allow a person to better serve Hashem, to have the Avashavah to be able to then bring it down into the heart. So whereas the first part of Tanya is all about how to actually, what Torah mitzvahs are, and how to serve Hashem, which of course is all very fundamental things, but it's the second part of Tanya, of Shar HaYichud, the gate to understand God's unity and the faith in Hashem, that's the Vyadata Hayom. That's the part that we're supposed to first to know about Hashem. That's how we're supposed to allow our consciousness to be able to learn how to dwell in Hashem. And so that's what this, so the second part of Tanya of Sharachad Vamun is all about. Let's learn inside. Let's start right away reading the text inside. So if you see, we're going to start from the introduction. The introduction to Tanya is known as Chinuch Kotam. If you look inside Lakute Amorim, part two called Chinuch Kotan. Chinuch Kotan means the education of a child. And the education of a child means who's the children that's being educated over here. Each and every one of us, we are all the children that are being educated over here because we know Jewish years you don't measure by what it says on a passport or on your birth certificate. Jewish years are measured by where we're holding an Avedis Hashem. And what the Alter Rebbe is going to explain over here, really what this introduction is coming to explain, is why do we have to learn about the unity of Hashem? What is it about the unity of Hashem that's going to allow our hearts to feel Hashem more? So before we learn it inside, just to give a little summary first, Chinuch Katan, what is it about that's going to allow us to meditate on Hashem? The unity of Hashem. Achdus Hashem. We know that unity of God is one of the six constant mitzvahs. One of the six, we know there are 613 mitzvahs, but out of those 613, there are six that are constant, that every person is obligated every moment all the time. There are six constant mitzvahs. One of them is Achdus Hashem, the unity of God. And another one is loving Hashem and fearing Hashem. Those two, Ava and Yira. And that's the Vashavah To be able to then bring it into your heart, you have to first have the idea of the Vyadata Hayom to understand the unity of Hashem. Why? Because what's the unity of Hashem? We know that according to the, what the Baal Shem Tov taught, and that's what this part of Tanya is really about to explain in depth, that a person should be able to meditate about it, that a person should be able to internalize it, this part of Tanya is explaining that unity of Hashem in a deep way, explaining what it means to be able to meditate on the unity of Hashem. 
So the Alter Rebbe continues, quote, to educate us children about what it means, God's unity, and what it means to be able to meditate on Hashem, compiled from books and from sages, exalted saints, whose souls are in Eden, based on the first recitation of the recitation of the Shema. So this part of Tanya is really going to be based on the first Pasuk of the Shema, of Shema Yisrael, but not just the first Pasuk of the Shema, but if you think about it, how does the Torah say it? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Melekeinu, Hashem Echad. Hear that Hashem, Shema, Shema means to hear, hear in a deep way. Hashem Echad, God's unity, which we know that God's unity means Einoid Melvadoi, that Hashem is all that exists that everything we ever experience in life is really Hashem, that anything that we appreciate, that we love, that we feel close to, is really Hashem's light. That's all contained in the idea of Hashem Echad, that all is God and God is all. Now, what's the next word in Torah after Hashem Echad? What's the next word in Torah? We know the words, Baruch Shem Kavod Malchus Elelem Voed, that's not written in Chumash. We're going to learn Mirz Hashem soon in this part of Tanya what the meaning of those words are also. But that's not what's in Chumash. What's the word in Chumash right after the word Echad? Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad. What's the next word in Chumash? You shall love God. Which can be seen as a commandment. But as the Alter Rebbe is going to discuss now in this introduction, that seemingly, how could you be commanded to love God? You can't command someone to love. You could command someone to do something or not to do something. You could command somebody to say something or not to say something, or even to think something or not to think something. But how could you command to love? And so what the Torah is actually saying, it's really the, the basis of Shara Yichud is already written in Chumash, in the way that Shema Yisrael is written. Shema Yisrael Hashem Echad Ve'ahavtas Hashem Alekecha Shema Yisrael The more that you Yisrael listen. Listen, not just with your ears, but with your heart and soul. You completely listen to this truth of God's unity the more you hear that, the more you make that part of your consciousness, then then you're going to come to love Hashem. So what we're going to be educating ourselves in this part of Tanya is how to meditate on God's unity. What does it mean to meditate on God's unity? And thereby through that meditation, to have more emotional connection, to have that spiritual, deeper feeling of God, that God shouldn't just be something out there in the wild blue yonder. The more that a person is able to understand, and and, and again, Chabad, Chochmah bin Adas, means wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, means to truly understand concepts of God's unity, not just in a general way to say all is God and God is all, but to really have an understanding of it the more a person is able to understand that, the more a person is able, going to be able to come to have those deeper feelings, those deeper connections, those emotional connections to Hashem. So let's begin inside. 
The Alter Rebbe begins, why is he calling this introduction Chinuch Koton? Why is the introduction? To be able to understand God's unity and thereby to come to love God in a deeper way, because that's how the two things are connected. Why is it called Chinuch Koton, educating a child? So the Alter Rebbe quotes a Pasuk, he quotes a Pasuk from Mishle, from Proverbs. Look inside. Educate the child according to his way, for even when he will be old, he will not depart from it. That might be a pasuk some of you might have been familiar if you went to Jewish school. This is one of those psukim, one of those verses that they write on walls and in all the different schools and everything. Educate a child, chanoich lenar al pidarkei. Educate a child according to his way. And if you do that, if you educate a child according to his way, by the way, parenthetically, somebody once came to Lubavitcher Rebbe and said, Rebbe, I don't know what to do. I have I have children and and I did everything exactly the same to all the children and some of them turned out the way I wanted them to and some of them turned out the way I didn't want them to. And the Rebbe's response to him was that that's exactly the problem, that you educated them all exactly the same way. Because obviously, being able to be an educator means to be able to know, educate the child according to his way. And King Solomon says that if you educate a child according to his way, when he will be old, he will not depart from it. Which the simple meaning of that Pasuk is, that when he'll be old, he won't depart from the way that you educated him. If you educate him according to his way, according to the way that he is supposed to be educated, so even when he'll get old, he won't depart from what you educated him. Parenthetically, though, there's a beautiful vart from Epshleimer Breuer. If you know the Breuers from the Yekas, the German Jews, or Epshleimer Breuer, he had a very interesting way of reading this Pasuk. He said, he said like this, he said, educate the child according to his own way, because even when he grows old, he won't depart from his own way. If you think you're going to change somebody, you ain't going to change them. The, 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 the reason you have to educate a child and educate a person according to their way is because that's who they are. They're not going to depart from it, meaning from their way. And so therefore, it's important to educate a child according to his way. Now, the Alter Rebbe, the author of Tanya, the Alter Rebbe, B'Shner Zaman of Liadi, the author of Tanya is going to explain to us what does that mean for us? Because obviously every Pasuk, every part of Torah is eternal and it relates to all of us. It has to be relating to all of us. And that's why he's calling this part of Tanya Chinuch Katan. We're the child. We are the child that we're talking about of here. And we have to educate ourselves. Once you grow up, we have to learn how to educate ourselves. And so the Alter Rebbe is going to ask now, so if I'm educating myself or, that, or, or if we're being taught to educate other people according to his way, and again, the simple meaning of the Pasuk is, if you educate properly according to his way, even when he gets old, he will not depart from it. But ask the Alter Rebbe a question, look inside. Since it is written according to his way, which seems to be relative, relativism, right? Educate the child according to his way. Educate the child according to what the child could receive. 
So the Alter Rebbe says, if you're saying that, since it's written, it's according to the child's way, it is understood that it is not the path of perfect truth. Hence, of what merit is it that even when he will be old, he will not depart from it? In other words, if according to the simple explanation is make an education, educate every child according to tailor-made, according to their way, according to the way that they want to be educated, according to the way that they're able to be educated. That's what Shleiman Melech is teaching us over here. If that's the case, it means that you're trying to make this education relative to the child. You're trying to make the education relative to who the person is you're talking to. So that's not the way of ultimate truth, capital T, truth. You're tailoring it, you're making it just according to the way of the child. Or if we're talking about ourselves, we're educating ourselves based on who we are, relative and subject to who we are as people. But then, then that's not the ultimate capital T truth. That's not the ultimate way of, of, of being. So what point is it to educate a child and a deeper, obviously this is a deeper meaning. The simple meaning is like we said before. But on a deeper meaning, what the Alter Rebbe is going to say is that when it comes to educating a child, ed- educating ourselves in our connection to God, because that's what we're talking about over here. That's what the book of Tanya is about. How to deepen, very much deepen one's connection with Hashem in the heart, one's connection to Hashem in the soul. So what does it mean? I mean, this is a very general question. Is there one perfect, ultimate way to get to God? Or is there a subjective, relative way that each and every one of us is supposed to get to God on our own terms? That's what the Alter Rebbe is asking over here. Let's learn inside. That's the question that's that's being that, that's being asked over here. Says the Alter Rebbe further, it is well known in order to understand this, in order to understand what does it mean that there's a relative way of teaching about connecting to God. And then there's a deeper way or the way of ultimate truth. It is well known that fear, awe, and love Ava and Yira. I mentioned that there are six constant mitzvahs. Right? There, it's important to know this, that there are six constant mitzvahs in serving Hashem. Really, if we were to say that what makes a person's connection to Hashem deeper, which the Sefer is about, is these six constant mitzvahs. What are the six constant mitzvahs, the Sheish mitzvahs, Tmidias, that we're all obligated every single moment? Emuna, belief in Hashem. Achdus Hashem, the un- believing in the unity of Hashem, which Shar HaYuchud, the gate of unity, is about. Ahavas Hashem and Yiras Hashem, that's the emotions. And then the negative too is, is the second commandment of the Ten Commandments, that you should have no other God, meaning not to believe in another God, and not to go after one's heart and, 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 uh, and um, eyes, one, not to go after one's eyes and one's heart, things that take a person away from God. So the emotion, the emotional commandments of Av and Yira, of fear and awe, says the Alter Rebbe, it is well known that fear and love, awe of God, 
being in a state of awe of God and loving God are the roots and foundations of the service of God. They are the roots and foundations of the service of God. Now, first of all, let's let's understand what is it, what's the difference between a root and a foundation. A foundation is what holds a building up. It's what makes it sturdy. That's a foundation. A root is what causes something to grow. The foundation makes something sturdy. And a root, a shoresh, causes something to grow. So the Alter Rebbe is saying that both of these things, when it comes to a root, what causes one to grow in love? What causes one to grow in their relationship with Hashem? What makes a person's connection to Hashem sturdy? It's by bringing the Vahashavaisel of Avecha, like we began today, the Vahashavaisel of Avecha, bringing God into your heart. Bringing God into your heart. That's the root and foundation of the service of God. We know there are many mitzvahs, there are many things to do to serve Hashem. But the root and foundation, what's going to actually cause that to happen, that is the avanir, that is the love and fear that a person fears for Hashem, that, that a person feels. The, the more that a person is able to get their emotions, they're able to inspire their emotional connection to Hashem. And he... he uh, um, and this, by the way, is not an idea that's just in Tanya. This is an idea that's found throughout Torah. We know that generally all of service of Hashem, all of the ways we serve Hashem can be split into sur meirah va'asei tov, to turn away from bad, to turn away from negativity. That's the negative. Not sinning, not doing things that are negative. And toiv and doing things that are positive to serve Hashem. So says the Alter Rebbe, fear, awe of God, being in a state of awe of God's presence, recognizing that one is in the presence of the King. That fear is the root and basis of refrain from evil, sur meirah. Yirah is the root and basis of how one stops oneself from serving, from, from doing evil. And love, when it comes to Avas Hashem, that's the basis of and do good, of serving Hashem in a positive way. And the observance of all the positive commandments of the Torah and the rabbis, as will be explained in the proper place. Now I want to tell you, now this I want to show you something very interesting. When he says over here, as will be explained in their proper place, he's talking about in the first part of Tanya. The Alter Rebbe explains this idea in the first part of Tanya, chapter 4. And so the question is, why is he writing over here at this point of Tanya, as will be explained when he already explained it in the first part of Tanya in chapter 4? So the Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe of our generation explains that that's exactly the Alter Rebbe wants to remind us that really he, there's, he had in mind to start Tanya with this part, the Viadata Hayom, to understand God's unity. He wanted to first, he had in mind that the Viadata Hayom, which is the first part of Tanya, should be this part of Shara Yichud. And the Vashavaisal of Avecha, the second part of Tanya was what he ended up starting Tanya with. Why did he end up doing it the opposite way? 
Why did he end up putting the other one first? And the answer is because ultimately, the ultimate purpose of serving Hashem is to actually do, learn Torah and do mitzvahs was Hamaisa Hua Iker. That the most important thing is Lamaisa to actually serve Hashem, which is what's discussed in the first part of Tanya. So he ended up putting the first part of Tanya first because that's more like the actual practical guidebook, handbook, how to serve Hashem in the way of Chesidus. So he ended up putting that in the first part of Tanya. But he left in these words, as will be explained, and he's going to say it again in this introduction, as will be explained, he left in these words because he wanted to, 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 for people to know that really the order of to learn Tanya is by learning this part first. So, but what's the idea that's going to be explained or that was explained in chapter 4 and as I mentioned is explained in many places that Aven Yira, that an emotional connection to Hashem, that God should resonate in the heart, that is the root and the basis of being able to keep all the mitzvahs. That's the more that a person is able to make God resonate with you in your heart and soul, that's going to allow a person, that's, gonna, that, that's the root and basis that's going to make a person want to serve Hashem. When you love somebody, when you love God, the more you love God, the more that you feel God's presence in your life, that's going to inspire you. You know, most people always are looking for inspiration. Or as I like to say, looking for inspiration in all the wrong places. Because the only place to look for inspiration is within oneself. If a person learns how to inspire oneself within oneself. And that's really what this part of this, that's what Tanya is about. To learn how to inspire ourselves through learning Tanya. So the Alter Rebbe says that we therefore we have to understand that in order to serve Hashem, you have to first know what it means to love God and fear God. Says the Alter Rebbe further, Now, once we understand that the purpose of learning of Achdus Hashem, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad, right? Shema Yisrael, we said, the more that you hear Israel, the, the unity of God, that God is one, that's going to bring about the Vahavtus Hashem Alekecha. So now we have to talk about what does it mean? How is that? How are we gonna? How do we bring about love of Hashem? How do I cause myself to love Hashem more? How could I make myself love God more? So the Alchemist says further concerning the love of God, it is written at the end of Parshas Akiv in the book of Devarim. So this is a quote from Akiv about love of Hashem. It says as follows. Which I command you to do it, to love God. That's what Hashem says. I'm commanding you to do it. I'm commanding you to do it, to love God. Ask the altar of the question that we spoke out before. It is necessary to understand how an expression of doing can be applied to love which is in the heart. How, how could you be commanded to do something in your heart? Love is a natural response. What's emotions? What are emotions? Emotions, <laughs> to be able to control one's emotions is a life's work. That's what it means to mature as an adult and to mature as a Jew. 
And seemingly to be able to do, you could do something with your hands, you could do something with your mouth, you could even think something. But how could you be commanded to do? How can an expression of doing be applied to love which is in a heart? And so let me just speak out the answer that he's going to say. What he's going to actually say is as follows. And it's really the Baal Shem Tov taught this. And Mitzvah Shem tomorrow we're going to speak about this more. But the Baal Shem Tov taught that the mitzvah to love Hashem is the meditate, the meditating. The mitzvah to love Hashem is to meditate on God and thereby give birth to those emotions. As he explained in the first part of Tanya, that emotions are known as the children, as the offspring of intellect. Intellect are the parents, are the father and the mother the parents, and the emotions are the offspring, are the children. And so actually what we're being commanded to do is to meditate about Hashem, and the more that a person is able to do, to do what? To meditate, to use one's mind to meditate about Hashem, that's how one is going to be able to come to love of Hashem. And what we're going to learn is that that's what educating the child according to his way really means. Because since learning how to love Hashem is, learning how to love Hashem, one has to educate oneself. We're going to learn that there are different ways of making, of causing the love to happen in one's heart. And so what the Alter Rebbe is going to say over here, that's what he's saying, that chinuch cotton to educate a child, right now the first thing we need to educate ourselves is how do you do love? How do you make the love happen? How do I make myself have emotions? Emotions seemingly are not in my hand. It's not in my hand to do emotions. And the Baal Shem Tov therefore taught that therefore the, the, the mitzvah is the meditating, the learning, the internalizing, the meditating, which is what this part of Tan is going to be about, is mitzvah Shem, we're going to pick up tomorrow. Now, now it's one o'clock, I'm going to make sure I stop on time, but I'm now going to be, I'm going to take questions. That's the way we'll do it, mitzvah Shem, I'm going to stop exactly at one o'clock, and at this point I'm happy to take any questions at all. Does anyone have any questions whatsoever? Um, just a, a quick question. Yeah. Um, so in order to, one of the ways that we know the classic ways of, of, of creating love is to give. So you would think that the, 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 the way to create love of Hashem is to give by doing mitzvahs, by giving tzedakah, by those type of things. Where, where does meditation, why is meditation a, a greater source of of love. So that's a really good question. Yishai is, Yishai is saying, if, if usually we know that when it comes to between human beings, the more that you give a person is how you arouse love. So I believe that the answer is, you know, you could have a person that quote-unquote gives to Hashem, does mitzvahs for their entire life, and still doesn't feel any emotional resonance with it. And the reason is because Hashem, as opposed to another person to whom you're giving that you see, that's right in front of you. You don't have to meditate on another person to be able to give to that person. And so when you give to that person, you see them, you see their response, and so there's an emotional resonance by giving to that person. But when it comes to Hashem, you could go your whole life doing mitzvahs and doing all the things Hashem says to do, 
But if I don't have an understanding at some level, a way to be able to meditate about God, that's not going to allow me, the Alter Rebbe said, that's not going to allow me to really feel that love because you have to first have an appreciation of God as a presence in your life. And that's what the unity of God is all about. The more that a person is able to meditate on the unity of God, why is the unity of God make God more of a presence in your life? Because the more we understand that Enoid Melvadoi, that nothing exists other than God, the more that we could understand that everything is the light of Hashem, the more that Hashem becomes a presence in our life, and thereby the more we could have an emotional resonance with Him. Anyone else? Well, it just seems like the, the meditating on Hashem is giving to Hashem because it's creating space for the relationship. Because Hashem is is complete and can receive anything from us, whether we're doing that through a mitzvah or just setting aside space, time for us to think about it, it seems like that is achieving that at some level. Exactly, exactly. Meditating on God is, that's a nice way to say it, setting, setting space for God, making space for God in your being in a very, very... Um, in, in a very concentrated way. And that's why, the, the, you know, when we say speaking about God, because God is not something we experience with our five senses until Mashiach comes, so the only way to really tap into God is through knowledge, is through wisdom, understanding, and knowledge by trying to understand ideas about God's unity and making them more meaningful for us by meditating on them. That's 100% correct. Anyone else? Okay. Mitz Hashem, we will continue tomorrow. See everyone tomorrow. Same time, same place. 12.30.